Hello. Hello. Rhett. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, we we just did the math. It has been <laughs> exactly, exactly 420 days since the last time someone sat in studio with me behind the camera. 420 days. And we didn't even plan it that way. No, we <laughs> absolutely did not. Uh, we are both 100% vaccinated, have been for several weeks, and we figured, why not start? <laughs> so... Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 184, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Rhett. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. This is a family-friendly show in both language and content, and we do read all Super Chats on the air so long as they meet those family-friendly criteria. Plus, if you're drinking along with us, be it alcoholic or not, let us know, and we'll try to give some early show shout-outs in the chat as we go along. And if you're interested in joining the super-secret chat and the even more super-secret after-party, think about joining the Floatplane or Patreon. Links are both down in the video description. You'll get exclusive access to my Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all of the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community over there. Wow. I'm feeling good. That was, you were on a roll. I am feeling good. That's a whole other vibe in the same room, you know? I, I know. Gosh, I missed this. This is good. <laughs> this is almost as good as John no longer being sober. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Last week. You know, see, the worst thing is, is that uh, I was super excited because uh, this iteration of Craft Studios was uh, pretty close to my last house. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then, you know, the whole world changes and we're doing it from home and all this. And then I get a new house and it's just as far as it as is my away. old house. <laughs> yeah. So it's like <laughs> we, we man, moved opposite changed. each other. <laughs> I do, I did try, but here we are. So Yep. It's good. Gives me time to, you know, wind up, yeah. wind down, get in the zone. Yep. Ah, oh, it feels so good to be back. And uh I, I will say I'm among everyone else out there who goes, it feels weird to see people together who are not like living in the same house. Yeah. And I I watch YouTube videos and all kinds of stuff from like years ago. And I actually get physically uncomfortable yeah. when I see videos that were shot in like 2019 and they're like vlogging on the street of Vegas oh, like man. like we did. Not, not even just YouTube videos, but like TV shows. TV shows. And like, man, I was trying to watch like... I don't know. I think I, was, I got into like Modern Family or something. Uh -huh. And I was like, what are these people doing? And I was oh, wait, you know, like you just get so wrapped up in it. Yeah. And uh, it, it gets really hard to control. And it was just, I, I walked up to Jeff's house with my mask in my hand and I was like, oh, wait. We, oh, I, I guess we're not doing this right, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it felt weird. I had, I had to shower and put on pants. Like people used to have to do this stuff every day i know i i know i'm not a big fan of it i, I don't understand it, it is so foreign to me anymore <laughs> anyway this is also going to be the first time in a very long time that we can crack a beer open together yeah so uh i oh uh rear wheel drive subi sent these over that's Ooh. right that's right i i was trying to remember who sent them over and it just now popped into my head uh from bell's brewery up in comstock michigan it is the hop slam ale these are a 10 percent ipa 
and one of I'll, I'll let oh, you do that. Gosh, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna botch it right on camera, but oh, oh, there it is. My my arm's in my way. Uh oh, uh oh. All right. See, this is what I've been looking forward to. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jeff sharing his beer. I can't wait till John comes back. Mm. All right. Yeah. Hey, guys. Here, cheers to this, man. Cheers, cheers buddy. This. I've been waiting 420 mm. days for this. Oh, that felt good. Mm. Uh, that's good to see. So cool. Oh. Hells yeah. This is weird. We need a divider. <laughs> yeah. I feel weird. Yeah. I. I it, it's not... It's not as bad as like being uncomfortable with like standing next to people in the grocery store. Um, yeah. But it's it's odd. It, it's really weird. And, you know, I, I, I was really apprehensive about it. But, you know, my my wife's kind of the, the resident uh, COVID expert in my life. And, uh, <laughs> and she was just like, look, you all are both vaxxed. We we saw Jeff there while we were getting vaccinated. So <laughs> right. we know that he's we know vaccinated. he's got his. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she's like, you're as safe as you can be you are right. safer now than you were with masks and distancing and all right. that so right you know like you never know what could happen but you are as literally as safe as you can possibly get so no. uh kudos let's do it now of course rhett let me know yesterday what he was planning like yesterday evening and so i had to revamp yeah. all of my <laughs> i didn't even think about it all of my outlines i didn't either until like four or five hours later i'm i'm uh getting ready to go to bed and i went oh crap i have to redo all of my placards because man the old ones look so out of date <laughs> they were so bad yeah well it's funny i was just like well how you know how different gonna be i just show up and sit next to you right but right <laughs> <laughs> i show up and he's still you know set up the camera and all that sort of stuff i was like oh i bro. forgot to put his chair over here yeah <laughs> microphone lot, wasn't plugged in there's a lot more that goes into this than you think i mean you know for me <laughs> 10 minutes beforehand i was like oh crap i gotta set up the camera i gotta put on my headset yeah I'm good to go yeah done I mean, you know. So. Uh, yes, it is good to be back. Uh, we do have a couple beer shout outs. Uh, let's see. Bunny's drinking a Diet Pepsi. Uh, Sakura's drinking coffee. Somebody's drinking Dragon's Milk. Oh, uh, Williams got some Dragon's Milk. Excellent choice. Uh, John Jay finishing up a perfect storm from Treehouse Brewery in Massachusetts. Excellent. Oh, John Jay, by the way, I got your beer in the fridge. So that if not tonight, it might be in next week. Yeah, we, we may so. be cracking one of the Trinities open tonight that, that you sent over. Oof. So Oof. I, I've been holding I've been holding them like I said I would. Oh, yeah. So. Every, he sends me a picture and he's like, you ready to offload this to me yet? I'm like, bro. <laughs> Yo, my stash is getting kind of full. I need to start clearing some space here, you know. Uh, working on a six-pack of people skills by Toolshed. That's from Oren. Uh, Novella's got a Drecker Brewing Super Freak Double Dry Hop IPA, 8.2% from Fargo. Mmm, good uh, old Fargo. Excellent. How far can you go? Ah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's get into some news, shall we? Uh, so starting with the Google I.O. event, uh, that happened, what was that? Yesterday. <laughs> uh, and quite a few announcements from Google I.O. Obviously, they were pushing uh, a lot to do with, with AI, a lot yeah. to do with, uh, surprisingly, a lot to do with privacy. That I think that's the one thing that really shocked me. Yeah. Is uh, 
them kind of starting to double down on, you know, and and I, I say this kind of kind of lightly because we all know Google makes money off your data. The product is free, so you are the product, not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like Google's trying to clamp down on third parties to them tracking data and and not going through their analytics. Yeah, they want to mo- monopolize their data mm-hmm. of right. you. <laughs> <laughs> which, which hey, you know, if Google standards are are fine now. This is very debatable, and I say this on a YouTube platform yeah. as someone who is fully self-employed and fully dependent on it. Uh, there, there's six one half a dozen another as far as the perception of: Are you being tracked? What are what is being tracked? How are they using that data? Uh, for Google, we know they're using every data point about you to create a personal profile to deliver advertisements. Yeah, that is their bread and butter. And not even well. All my advertisements suck, but. But, yeah, you know, that being said, like, if the G Suite wasn't so good, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I could figure something else out. But they got me. They hook, line, sinker. Yeah. You know, like, we scheduled this on the G Suite. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm texting on a Google phone. I'm yeah. watching YouTube. I'm on. Oh, my gosh. It's like my calendar, man. Everything about me is on there. Yep. Yeah. Everything that I do is on Google Calendar. Um, I, I own a, a G Suite uh, business domain. That's how I run my business. Yeah. I, I don't get to just shoot videos. I also have to run a business. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, all the kids say they want to be a YouTuber. Being a YouTuber is only like 15% of your job. <laughs> it's really, really bizarre. Unless you're like a lifestyle YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, you got into the wrong line. It's mm-hmm. not too late to change. It's not, it's not. Uh, although I'm boring AF. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm boring AI. I tried. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Uh, but a uh, couple of the bigger announcements. Uh, let's get into Wear OS. Um, yeah. uh, so obviously I've got a, a Samsung Active 2 smartwatch. Uh, picked it up gosh, about two or three months ago. Really been enjoying it. And the reason I've been enjoying it is it's not Android based. Right. <laughs> it, it's uh is this the the Samsung Tizen Tizen based? I want to say mine is. Um which is a much lighter uh operating system. It's not meant to be a phone replacement. It's meant to be an augmentation of your phone. Yeah. And honestly, this is the best watch that I've had and and tried and used for an extended period of time since my Pebble Steel. <laughs> uh I mean, I was a massive Pebble fan. And, uh, and I was so heartbroken when they were purchased by Fitbit and then even more heartbroken when Fitbit said, yeah, we're just like shuttering everything. We literally yeah. just bought out the competitor. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and had no plans to continue anything. Now I know there's an open or a, a hacker community that's trying to open source a lot of things. There's, uh, um, you know, whole developments to keep it running on a modern OS. But at the same time, if you don't have the backing from fairly large developer it's hard to be as ubiquitous as pebble was able to be just with the built-in apis um and the reason i use a smartwatch is to prevent me from taking my phone out of my pocket and and i mean that in the simplest way not like i'm making phone calls on my watch or i'm checking my maps or getting directions or answering email or anything like that 
It's, oh, I got a text message from this person. Okay. Or I get an email. I don't have to answer that right now. Yeah. And and so rather than the pull the phone out of the pocket, unlock it, go to the notification, hit hit whatever. Oh, now I don't. It saves you 20 seconds each time. But if it's 20 seconds times 30 over the course of like three hours, that's a lot of time back in your life. That's yeah. 15 minutes of focus that you didn't have to give up. Yeah. Um, now, to the announcement of Wear OS. Uh, Wear OS is finally getting a full update uh, from Google, and a lot of it is thanks to Samsung. And as the announcement goes, uh, Samsung is basically killing the, the Tizen OS, which is on this watch, of course. in favor of developing for Google to further develop Wear OS. Um, they're going to start integrating some more features into it. They're going to get better uh, fitness, health, tracking, etc. cetera. Uh, they're aiming for some better battery life. But at the same time, it's still the big fat Android OS kernel. And I can't say I'm really a fan of that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's for me, it's what, you know, don't fix it if it's not broken type thing. Mm -hmm. But who knows what the big play is here. Obviously, it's kind of just consolidating, cornering their market share and things like this. But right. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I'm not a smartwatch wearer and uh, I don't know if I will be, you know. I mean, I got about the smartest not smartwatch you can get. I'm not wearing it right now, but um, but even then, I, you know, I kind of like the idea of being able to preserve some focus and, and have some mm -hmm. of the functionality you get out of that. Right. I don't know. We'll have to see where this goes for me. Uh, but th this was a, a, a big talking point for their events. So. Yeah. Apparently, drinking beer is counting as a workout. Well, yeah, you're lifting up. I mean, you know. That's 86 calories. That's that's one more beer I can have. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. We got a Michelob Ultra. It, it says in, in the, the last fridge. 15 it it started tabulating my workout. Uh and it says I've been working out for 15 minutes. So apparently I'm like nervous or excited or maybe you're just so something. amped up 15 minutes ago the show started. It did. Like I wasn't even moving furniture around anymore. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Or maybe you just you know, this kind of ties in with some of the stuff that they've were uh, been talking about. Uh, maybe you just got high blood pressure now, and uh, maybe your your smart device is trying to tell you. Yeah, they don't have the functionality like Alpo has yet. Right, but it wasn't Google trying to work on that. Like they could tell if you had high blood pressure with like taking a picture of your. Right. Uh, no, this actually does have uh, ECG capabilities on oh. it. Um, and uh, let's see. Last time it took my pulse was 58. <laughs> like, I'm alive. <laughs> Let's see what I'm at. What was that, 70? I guess 70. 70. This is rivet. Oh, wow. 113. 113. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm a little amped. Yeah, why not? I'm a little amped. You know? <laughs> I 12 mean... ounce curls. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Well, it gets lighter every time, too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, Android 12 was probably the, the biggest thing that was talked about. And uh, I don't know if you watched. Uh, did you watch the event live? No, I just okay. read about it. Okay. Um, they, they wanted to tout a lot more personalization and customization inside of the OS. That was one of the main takeaways that I got. Uh, that is, they are 
aiming at making your Android device actually look and feel personal based on the things that you do with it or put on it. And I know that sounds like marketing jargon, but that's the best way I can explain what they yeah. were trying to explain. Yeah. That is that uh, Google can automatically set the color scheme for the entire device based off of the background image that you apply to it. And so like in my case, it's uh, I have Christmas trees. So who the heck know it, it's my daughter sitting in front of a Christmas tree. I don't even want to know what color scheme they would come up with for that. But um, I've had like solid red backgrounds and then you open an app and it's like this weird neon green color. And it's like, that's just completely clash from what I just opened. Yeah. And, and whatnot. What they're looking to do is basically use AI or algorithms to narrow down what colors in the image are that you like and apply that ubiquitously throughout the rest of the experience. And I think that's a really cool yeah. design idea, design change. That's one thing that uh, Google has always done really well is kind of harness the way that you use your devices mm -hmm. and things like that. And honestly, like, I don't know, I was trying to hang in there for, for privacy and things like that, but there's so many features that just make my phone so much better that right. I just, it's like, I don't mind, <laughs> you know, I don't know, maybe <laughs> right. that's totally the wrong mindset to have, right. but man, like. There, I mean, it auto it auto completes my emails for me sometimes after like three words. It just knows exactly <laughs> what I'm going to write, and that's so like to me that's invaluable, you know. Yes. Yeah. And there's so many other things, you know. That's the the lamest example I could come up with right now, but um, but uh, God, it knows when I'm driving, what I want to listen to, how I want to listen to it. It mm -hmm. knows. It know. knows where I'm going when I sit down in my car. Yeah. That that was one of the, the crazy ones to me. If you ever want to know, uh, and I've, I've, I've mentioned this anecdote a couple of times, if you ever want to know how crazy Google's analytics are, uh, go to Google Maps and go to the History tab. Yeah. Uh, so log into Google, go to Google Maps, and look at History. And it has things that you didn't even type in. Not only, not only does it have things you never typed in, but it shows you where you've been. Yeah. And... Uh, there was one one day I, I opened it up and uh, all of my dots within a year were like right in the same location minus like going to CES and a couple of things. And mm -hmm. it actually showed like where we walked at CES yeah. that year. Yeah. But uh, there was one particular one that kind of stood out to me. And, uh, and it was like, what in the world was I doing over there? And uh, without giving it away, it was like 30 miles outside the norm of where all of my friends and family live. And... I didn't remember taking a trip out there. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's an anomaly. That's really weird. And then I went, well, what day was that? And it was sometime in May. It was it was some random day in May. And I went, oh, wait. I went to see Steve Hofsetter when he came to Salem. <laughs> and, and it was well outside where I would normally travel. And, uh, and it was at this winery that was like a oh, yeah. two and a half mile dirt road to get to um, and whatnot. Anyway... From my house, it had me driving from my house, had the entire route that I took to get there, uh, had me at the winery for two and a half hours, and then I took a different route home. And on the way home, my wife said, hey, I'm getting thirsty. Can we stop and get a bottle of water? We stopped at 7-Eleven for no more than like six minutes. It had that stop cataloged. Yeah. <laughs> so... The road that we took to get home, the, the yeah. exact routes, the exact times, down to the minute. 
It's funny. I've worked with people who buy these uh, GPS devices for, but don't get vaccinated because they're going to track you through the microchip in your arm. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You wouldn't want that to happen. Right. Um, You know, the best part about being vaccinated is you can go to your friend's house and he'll give you beer. Right. And so that's been like worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm already sold. Um. But I, I work with people who they'll buy these GPS uh, tracking devices in order to better track their business mileage and things mm-hmm. like this. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Like you carry one with you and <laughs> right. you already pay a subscription for one. By the way, there's also an application that you can download that will auto log your miles yeah. on your cell phone. Yeah. And I may as well be the biggest idiot on the planet when I even suggest that. Well, they don't have everything. I'm like, (laughs) and like this freaking $10 a month, you know, magnet tracker is going to have something better. (laughs) Right. But like the biggest company on the planet can offer you. Right. God. Anyway. All that to say, yeah, I've always loved the way that Google really gears their experience Mm -hmm. kind of tweaks it based on the way you use it so far so this is that that's really intriguing to me and i'm excited for that yeah i'm always an early adopter of the latest android operating systems because <laughs> I, I i've i've loved every change that they make for the most yeah. part so yeah um i can't say i've always been a fan of android uh i'm uh in the modern scheme of things I've, I've been on it for a while but it's only been like three and a half years four years before that i was all ios yeah, so. I've never been iOS, so I've got it pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was like kind of iOS, like back in the pre like smartphone days when I had one of those sweet, sweet iMacs, <laughs> you know, like the orange cream colored. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. I had I had how many of those did I own at one point? Uh, So in in various business ventures that i've i've set out in and and whatnot um one business venture that i had was uh photography where we uh at a haunted house that a friend of mine ran uh i would take pictures of you inside the haunted house being scared and then sell you the picture outside at the end yeah and by the way this was like 2005 <laughs> um so uh uh, to run this entire setup, uh, I used uh, G3 iMax, which were the the multicolored mm-hmm. iMax that are apparently now back in vogue yeah. uh, with the, the latest iMac revision. But uh, at one point, I think I owned nine or ten of those uh, <laughs> to, to run various operations throughout that place. Yeah. Um, later on, updated or upgraded to the first generation Intel iMac and actually ran those as late as like 2016, 2017. Wow. And those were 2007 machines. Yeah. So. See, the one the one we had, uh, you know, it was our family computer. And, uh, yeah. It came preloaded with this game called Nanosaur. Nanosaur. Oh, God, that game was so awesome <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah, you played as this dinosaur that had a jetpack. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you explored this map as like a, you were like a like a velociraptor, like a, Jura- a Jurassic Park velociraptor, and you ran okay. around this map. You had a time limit before the asteroid collided to Earth and killed everybody. And you went around the map, and you had to collect one um, dinosaur egg from each species in these different sort of like biomes. Mm-hmm. And you got like different types of guns to kill different types of dinosaurs because some of them. <laughs> anyway, holy moly, I would play that game so much because like at the time. 
you know, like I played a lot of video games, but my dad's house, I couldn't have video games. Yeah. But I could play Nanosaur. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. No, you said Nanosaur, and I, I'm rolling through all my DOS era games. It was probably a Windows game at that point because you're significantly younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was Not like that much younger than you like, anymore. I was like jetpack, lemmings. <laughs> uh. How's your beer doing? It's good. Yeah, this is super smooth, super yes. drinkable. Yes, super dangerous, super dangerous. Again, ten percent. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Uh, double digits. This drinks like a six and a half. Whew. Yeah, super smooth. Yes. Uh, let's see. We did did get a super chat from Alan. Thank you so much. Uh, Five dollar Canadian. Squee squawk. Uh, I'm assuming that's modem dial-in signs or sounds. Uh, since I got the second Pfizer shot at the beginning of May, my 5G signal has been amazing. Boom. Way to go, Alan. Yes. Is he because he's Alan CB? Is that why he's squeezing squawks? Because he's a CB. Radio? You know, he might. I I didn't I didn't make that connection, but yes. Am I just reaching? No, I. I feel like that's a good one, but you know, you might be onto something. Alan, sign off in the chat and let us know. Yeah, yeah. sound off in the chat. Don't sign off. <laughs> yeah, sign off in the chat. <laughs> bye bye. Um, Thanks for the five dollars, Alan. Yeah, Get out of here. We appreciate it. You don't have to go though. Appreciate it. Just misspoke. Yeah, Hopsime is dangerous. Skull says I've polished off four of them without realizing it was too late. Um, <laughs> I've done that with uh, Megalodon, Nikasi uh, Megalodons. Oof. Those are also 10%. Um, I've done that with a couple beers where it's just like, yeah, it's just like a good pale ale and you're cracking it open and yep. three deep on a Saturday night, you're going, whoa. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Where, where did that, uh, was not prepared for that. It's a, it's a little better than Rainier. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. All right. Uh, moving on here, we've got a little bit of Noctua news, a little bit of a tease in that Noctua says that they are currently developing and will be announcing slash releasing, quote, very soon, a passive CPU cooler. Uh, now, Noctua is well known for having the industry leading air cooler as far as the NHD 14, the uh, uh, NHU-12S, though those are some of the most efficient air coolers that exist uh, on the market. And, you know, all all props to some of the other manufacturers. Uh, Be quiet with the Dark Rock Pro 4 and uh, the Assassin 3, the Fuma 2. You know, I, I could go on and on and on about all the different air coolers that are out there. Noctua is the best of the best. And it's really no, no prize for second place. Uh, but... When Noctua says that they are uh, preparing a passive CPU cooler for mass adoption, you best pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, sadly, no release date for the cooler. Uh, I've got a 5800X set at 71 watts, desperately waiting for it. Uh, it was designed to cool. Hold on. Uh, Noctua first revealed the idea about a fanless CPU cooler in 2019 at Computex. It was designed to cool up to 120 watts in wow. a completely fanless case. Wow. Or a processor of up to 180 watts in a case equipped with quiet fans. So the fact that they're getting ready to release this is pretty cool and pretty exciting. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing some benchmarks and 
seeing what it actually does. I've got a 5600X sitting over on my desk that I've been waiting for the right project to do. And I think, I think a fanless system might be the one to do it with. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, here's hoping we don't have to wait too long. Yeah. Quote unquote, very soon means a lot of different things very soon. in the right. tech world. Yes. All right. What else we got? Sorry if we're looking up. Uh, my second monitor is a 55-inch screen that has the chat and and all the news articles on it. It's what I use normally, but normally I'm looking straight on instead of at the sides. So. Yeah. I'm not very sorry because normally I'll have like the camera and then I'll have Jeff you, You're always here. on the side. <laughs> and so you're looking at me, but you're looking sideways to me. And then when you look at the camera, you're not actually making eye contact with me. You're just loving yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's tough because if I had it set up more efficiently where I could see you and the camera at the same time, then everybody could tell that I'm a disgusting, messy slob. And I just, <laughs> I can't have that, you know, so. <laughs> uh, we'll get your office in order before too long. Yeah, hopefully. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do that. Yeah, that won't work on Threadripper. No, it won't work on Threadripper, but 120 watts will get you pretty much every Ryzen CPU out there. I mean... That's 5950X territory. You may not hold that five gigahertz boost, but you'll, you're will you not gonna throttle either. So what do you want? Uh, Alan says, uh, CB is my last name initials, uh, but I'll take CB. My principal in, sixth, in grade six actually had uh, VE3LRN as his license and his uh, uh, as his license and his car's license plate. Um, I do have a friend of mine who has a KL uh, uh, CB handle license plate. So yes, I'm, I'm well aware of the that, uh, that dynamic, but no, that's cool. All right, uh, pour one out for Internet Explorer. Uh, or don't, because, because just don't. Uh, Internet Explorer now has an end of life date and it will be June of 2022 and not a moment too soon if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft has officially announced that Internet Explorer is end of life and Microsoft 365 and other internal applications will end support for the browser in August of this year. So finally, time to start moving on. Man, what is the government going to do? Because all of their, I don't know <laughs> all of their websites and web applications. IE9 in compatibility mode. <laughs> so help you God if you're still on an IE6 oh, web app, which I know some of you out there are. There's a there's a database that I can only access on Internet Explorer, Ugh. and it is the worst thing in the world. Because they don't actually ever explicitly tell you that it's the only way to access the database. You can access mm -hmm. this website, and it's like, here you go. If you want to access this website or the database, use this. Here you go. And then it just doesn't work on anything. Yeah. Uh, until you realize that, yeah, it's basically been in service since the beginning of the internet, and they've never changed <laughs> Essentially. it. Essentially. So. <laughs> Do you realize IE 5.5 was available for OS X? Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I just realized my lights in the background were... Were what? Super little, awesome. They were super awesome, but a little bit oversaturated. There we go. I'll, I'll split the difference with you. I don't know about that. I'll split the difference. That looked great. So I think that looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the left side of the screen is looking really good. Better than usual, I will say. <laughs> God. Such a smooth answer, Jeff. I know. <laughs> 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 uh, 
All right. Uh, Intel. Uh, Intel. Intel has uh, finally released the Intel XE to retail. And you can pick up a card just not on a retail shelf. <laughs> uh, and the reason is not because of miners, believe it or not. It's actually because Intel is only releasing this to third or uh, first party OEM. So CyberPower, the iBuy Powers, the mm. uh, Origin PCs of the world, Main Gear, they're the ones that are receiving uh, the Intel DG1 as a retail CP or retail GPU unit that they can include in your next gaming PC. Uh, CyberPower appears to be the first one that's actually launching the card. Uh, it includes an 11th gen uh, Rocket Lake CPU. Or sorry, no, uh, PC features, oh yeah, sorry, Rocket Lake, 11400F. 11th gen CPU, six core 12 thread, boost up to 4.4, and the Intel DG1 graphics card based on the XELP architecture. Um, I still have not gotten my hands on any type of XE graphics, although that changes this Friday. Oh. Spoiler. Uh, yes, I cannot wait till Friday because, uh, well, something that I ordered a couple of months ago is is arriving. So I'll put it that way. <laughs> put it that way. Um, boy. And I am very, very, very excited for it. Uh, but yeah, uh, Iris XE has 640 shading units uh, based on 80 execution units, four gigabytes of LPDDR4X memory, uh, which is not all that impressive considering every other graphics card on the market uses GDDR5 or GDDR5X with like double the bandwidth. Um, but at the same time, if this yields moderate performance, even somewhere GTX 1030 to 1050, eh, I think it's fine. Yeah. It's it's not a world beater at this point by any means, but for a first release, I'm interested. I, I kind of want to see what it does. Yeah. Nothing like a debut. Right. <sighs> yep. I, unfortunately, I don't have the budget to go out and like drop $750 just to review the graphics card right now. Because, But I did think about that. <laughs> I, I did. And then I bought a 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> Money well spent. Yes. So... I agree. Every every studio, every workshop needs a 3D printer. I, I agree. Uh, so so right now I have a desk over on the other side of the room that I built it with good intentions of having uh, multiple testing machines there. But I in my workflow, I really don't use test benches or, or test machines or standardized, you know, test, test machines uh, when benchmarking graphics cards. And I really haven't had any graphics cards into benchmark as of late, so even even more compounding the problem. Uh, so what ended up, or what started out with me wanting to do all of my testing on that bench and then all of my video editing on another bench turned into just a giant crap catcher at the end of my office. Um, so I figured, why not turn that into my maker station? And oh. so... I I have one 3D printer there right now. I have a second one also arriving on Friday. So Friday is going to be a great mail day. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that whole table is just going to be CAD and 3D printing. Fine. And then spoiler, hopefully, hopefully, uh, when I build my new studio. Whoa, uh, studio. I, but Jeff, you just built this studio. I know. <laughs> it's becoming an annual tradition. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hopefully when I build my new studio, uh, there's going to be an entire maker corner with 
laser cutter and CNC and tools and everything you need to do maker, prop maker, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, we'll do case mods and water cooling and stuff like that over there as well. But that's what I'm looking forward to. Plus, you know, he's gonna get he's gonna get so swamped with orders for custom Dungeons and Dragons minis. He's gonna have to drop the YouTube thing altogether. <laughs> Just gonna be full time 3D printing. So, <laughs> so I bought I bought a uh, an FDM printer, and then like three or four days later, my oldest daughter Miss says that she's interested in getting into Dungeons and Dragons because uh, she was talking to my brother in law about it, uh, her uncle, and. Uh, she goes, can we do that? And and I said, well, to really get her interested, I think the best thing to do would be to have her make a character and then we design and print the character out. And the best printer to do that with is a resin printer. Yeah. And I bought an FDM printer. So I bought an SLA printer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all in the, in the guise of like, I just want to do stuff for her and, and make yeah. her interested. But yeah. I also like wanted to try both. So... Uh, yeah, the SLA printer is already over there. I haven't tried it yet. I'm still working on getting software and whatnot set up. I uh, finally got the computer in for it. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, hey, a great application for making character miniatures is Hero Forge. If you don't know, oh, yeah. Hero yeah. Forge is like the way to go. No, so. we, uh, she, are, she already designed her own character on oh, Hero Forge. Fine. And, uh, and she's already wanting to print it out. So uh, I said, let's hold on. Let's actually like make your character as per the rules and get your character card yeah. down and then we'll design your character. Look at that over here. That's right. Doing it right. Oof. Doing it right. Um, but yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, and I, I told uh, my brother-in-law that I had ordered the printer and uh, he texted me like the day after I got it. He texted me yesterday because I, I got it and set it up on Monday and uh, he texts me and he says, do you have that in yet? Because I have a couple orders ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and people man. are saying, you look thirsty. They're so worried about I me. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, Rev caught, Rev caught the, uh, mm -hmm. look, the look. I saw it. I saw it. Did you though? I did. I didn't care. <laughs> I'm so used to not having to cater to my guests because they're all yeah. not here. <laughs> Hospitalities is a lost art. It's so weird when I need good beer, I have to get it myself. That's just weird. No. That's just not how it's ever worked. All right. Uh, talk amongst yourselves, I guess. And I will... All right, everybody. So what are we talking about? Dungeons and Dragons? All right. Something, something, Morrowind. This I wasn't going to bring up Morrowind. I was going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, but since you mentioned it, Morrowind really did start as a pet project from their custom tabletop RPG games. So they're really one and the same. And, you know, part of the reason I think that people find Morrowind to be so enamoring is that it really feels as close to, like, a real deep tabletop adventure right it's like what everybody wants out of a tabletop game but there it is yourself no dm required baby you just play um why is everything in here double digits i don't know but look if you really need uh if there's nothing i can drink you can just get me something out of my cooler all right um just make sure you grab the right can 
John says he has a Rainier for me. I think he left it in that po that purple cooler there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. right the, yep, brass tops. There you Perfect. go. Perfect. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Whoops. Um, no, I won't do that. I don't dream. <laughs> There's only one way to drink a Rainier, Jeff. It's out of the can. That's right. Uh, I'm going with Binary Brewing's Ducking Autocorrect. Oh, that's uh, the one from one of the videos. Yes. I don't know which yeah. one. That was the There's one where so I was uh, building my keyboard. That's right, yeah. yeah. Ducking Autocorrect. Uh, one of the best beer names ever. Uh, but this is a West Coast IPA, 6.8%, brewed right here in Portland. So. <laughs> um. Rev is talking about go back to D and D. He's saying he got that uh, experience I was talking about from Icewind Dale and Neverwinter Nights. Yeah, Icewind Dale is pretty solid. Neverwinter Nights, mm -hmm. I think, is much much closer and is still alive. Oh my I, god! I I played Neverwinter Nights way back in the day, uh, but I haven't touched it at all. Well, I just I I bought the enhanced edition a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and first of all, the game holds up. It's old school D and D. Yeah. Um. But they, there are people who like, I don't know if it's Beamdog or who it is, but they are cr still creating, you know, like supplements or modules or whatever for it. It is <laughs> Rainier, just Rainier. <laughs> Thank you, Skull. I could not have said that better myself. <laughs> Look, the thing is, is this is a new dynamic because I got to drive home afterwards. So yeah. I got to be responsible. I, I know I'm going from a delicious hop slam to a Rainier. It's almost sacrilege. Okay. But it is. I, I, I got to but curb it a little drink bit. Drink responsibly. Exactly. So which we've been able to not do for the last year and three months. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, but anyway, what I was saying is, um, he get you know uh, Rev is saying he gets that from Neverwinter Nights and all that, and I think that there's something to be said about that. But I think that that's kind of what the Bethesda, uh, you know, the the Elder Scrolls series mm -hmm. kind of do is that it's sort of their, um, kind of uh, personalized dream for like what a uh, tabletop RPG could be, and I think yeah. Neverwinter like brings that out a little bit more with the point and click and things like that. But this yeah. is like. Uh, anyway, I'm kind of I'm, I'm yep. rambling on, but yeah, um, I I loved Diablo, and I, I tried getting into three. It didn't hook me like one and two did. No, nah. um, but D two is legendary. D two is amazing, and uh, I actually had the composer for Diablo one and two on my podcast. If anybody's interested in that game, that's right. Um, but I gotta, I gotta jump on this real quick because Rev's talking about Kingmaker, Path, Pathfinder, Kingmaker. Oh, that game is so good, and I'm sorry you had so many game breaking bugs, but yeah. uh, I didn't have that. But if we're gonna talk about point and clicks real quick, uh, GI Pilot's talking about Divinity Original Sins. Oh my Divinity god, Original, yeah, uh, Original Sins Two, yeah. so good. Uh, original Sins One obviously is fantastic, but Original Sins Two, I, I recently uh, finished up. Yep. And then uh, on the same vein as uh, Pathfinder and all those. Well, Pathfinder, oh my god, what a great game that is. The way that it's divided into kind of two separate modes and you kind of get that kingdom <laughs> management thing uh, in the second half of the game, so good. But Tyranny, geez, I, can stop, I cannot stop playing Tyranny. It's been like five years, and every once in a while I'll sit back down and then I, I go through it all the way again. Short game, <laughs> but there's just so much depth to it and so much to get out of extra playthroughs. Highly recommend it. Now I'm on to... Um, not Path of Exile. I owe it. Pillars of Eternity 2. Ah. Dead Fire. Uh, okay. Now we're moving off of these types of games. Let's go. 
<laughs> on your brand new PC that I built you and the graphics card that I wanted to give you didn't fit, so you ended up with my Titan XP. I did, and you know, freaking Horizon Zero Dawn looks so gorgeous <laughs> on it. Looks so gorgeous. Yep. Um, wanted to give him my 5700 XT, and then uh, I, I added a couple SATA drives because he's going to get into doing some video editing, both on-site and off-site, and so he needed to have a good amount of storage, added a couple SATA discs, mm. and the SATA plugs pushed up on the 5700 XT so it wouldn't seat in the motherboard anymore. Yeah. Um, so he ended up getting my Titan XP, which was the only other card that I didn't need to hold on to for like benchmark review purposes. Y'all just gotta get your friends like I do, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. It's been so amazing to be able to play games without, like, <laughs> worrying about... I'm like, oh, here we go. By the way, he went from a GTX 760, which I also gave him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> to a Titan XP. And that was in a, gr a great video on Craft Computing, if you want to go watch it. I still got the, uh, I still got the binder clips uh, on the case. I'd so. expect nothing less. They came in handy to manage my headphone uh, cords. <laughs> well, I noticed they kind of started breaking when I was plugging them in on top. Mm -hmm. oh, I just feed them right through those binder clips. Good to go. Yep. Um, but, oh, God. It's so nice to be able to play games without, like, like having to fine-tune settings and everything. I'm just like, here just we go. 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 Yep. Uh, I spoil you. You do. You do. <laughs> All right. Moving right along here. Uh, NVIDIA is hoping to further shoo Ethereum miners off of the platform, even though Ethereum is also going to a non-GPU-based mining system here in the very near future. Uh, so NVIDIA is releasing uh, what they're calling uh, LHR version cards of their 3000 series cards. That is the RTX 3080, 3070, and 3060 Ti, in addition to the already released 3060, which will reportedly nerf hash rates. Uh, the problem is this was pretty darn easy to get around in the first place. <laughs> and the second problem is that people mine more than just Ethereum. So... Yeah, yeah I, I don't think this is going to make anything better for anyone i just don't <laughs> the the thing that might make things better is the fact that crypto is starting to crash thanks to elon musk's one tweet <laughs> it'll come back but yeah i do i do sort of appreciate his impact on it because well i don't know there's a lot of reasons why but it's it, there's so many things going on with crypto and mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I want it so bad to like be a good thing, but mm -hmm. like right now it's just like such a tech bro thing. And there's so many, ah, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not an early adopter of anything, first of all. So let's just put that out there. Except Android OSs. Well, uh, wow, that's true. I did. I didn't even think about that, but that is literally the only thing I'm an early adopter of. So you literally just made that statement. I did, yeah. I forgot all about that. Well, what's funny is I was thinking about that because I'm just not that... When I was saying that earlier, I'm not that person at all. Like, right. I, I thought widescreen was a fad. I've said it here before. I thought it was going away. I gave him a GTX 760 two years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it was a pretty big step up from what I had on there. It so. was. He was on Fermi. 
But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just so funny to me. And I don't know, not not vindicating or validating in any way, but that like <laughs> one person can have such a massive effect. Like I was saying right. today that, that they're they're quantifying the drop in all crypto to be at like one trillion so yeah, far. Yeah, the, the the first day it was three hundred and twenty five billion dollars. Like one tweet dropped the global economy for cryptocurrency as a whole 325 billion dollars yeah now it was also a policy that they're no longer going to be accepting crypto over at tesla and and oh yeah they, they liquidated all of their bitcoin yeah yeah and then yeah and then um john jay says that china dropped crypto too they're cracking down on that mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting i saw the point because so many people talk to me about how well well the whole point of crypto is that it's decentralized it's like well it's becoming increasingly centralized like day and like uh, you know as we progress into this sort of thing it's right. like most crypto is not owned by people like us watching this right now it's <laughs> it's it's a freaking investment that people are getting to diversify their portfolio which is yep. you know it's great that that's an option for people to have but it's also like you got to you know to me it's such a pyramid scheme in a way and and i'm not saying don't invest in crypto whatever i don't know i'm probably outing myself as some sort of uh <laughs> some sort of like tech um is there any any other people in my audience you'd like to offend i'm not <laughs> offending anybody this is all about me i know look you guys go get rich and i'm i'm rooting for you every yeah. step of the way uh <laughs> but for me it's like uh it's like like one of my friends he's he's talking he's spending uh you know all of his time and energy researching it. i think it's a great thing to to mm -hmm. to further your horizons on this but um but it's like man everything you told me it sounds like the people that are already invested in it have a vested interest in getting more people invested in it because it it, it increases the value of like what they already own mm -hmm. well yeah they do i'm like god that sounds like an mlm scheme <laughs> like it sounds like a freaking pyramid scheme when you say it when you distill it down to that it really does it really does <laughs> so i don't know that that's where i'm at with the whole thing but uh Anyway, well, see what differentiates us from other cryptos is that we actually give you physical coins. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But then your hair will fall out, and the oils will kill your dog. And mm. yeah, don't do those. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that that that's where I'm at. No, I can sell no. you some life insurance just in case. Like, yeah. <laughs> who else can I piss off? <laughs> See, and Rev saying, you know, it, it's much more complex than we're making it out to be. And, and that's the truth. And that's what crypto is always going to be. It's just much more complex than I can ever <laughs> explain it. But yeah. uh, I can sell you some knives. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Finally. Yeah. You got that Cutco? Can you cut me? Got a, that Cutco connection. <laughs> cut me a dime in half, please. <laughs> Dude, I, I had a friend who spent like his life savings like getting into Cutco and then yep. never sold a single set of knives. Yep. That sucks. Yep. I also have a friend who's got his life savings wrapped up in GME right now. Mm -hmm. He's uh going all in on GameStop. Cashed out his 401k. Bro, if you're listening, people already made their millions on GameStop. I right. don't think it's coming back around for you. Like if he did it last week, you're an idiot. <laughs> if, if he did it three months ago bravo oh yeah for sure but no no like i don't know how much he was invested in it was it like ago. friday <laughs> <laughs> i think it was like probably at the beginning of may he cashed out his 401k 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, well, it's a dip, bro. You got to buy the dip. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, shit about the dip in November. Yeah. And it was $7 a share. Yeah. Um, I've, I've thought about buying some Dogecoin, but I'm waiting for it to dip further. Man, the people that bought, that got in when it was like a penny per coin, like yeah. just mad lads. Oh, it was sub penny per coin. And good for you. Like, right. Because what the other day uh, it was like I, 70 I, cents a coin. Right? I, I personally know someone who had a bunch of it when it was sub penny per coin and he has 117,000 of them. Yeah. So he's got a lot of doge. Good and for them. Yeah. Good for them. Bravo. Yeah, it's all for it. A lot of people saying that, you know, people got vested interest in the way it goes. 100%. That's anything with any sort of market potential ups or downs. Like some people want it up. Some people want it down. You know, we saw that come to life with GameStop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm a pretty conservative investor personally, but uh, I, I see the value in it. And I hope that the people that are getting in it... Uh, you know, I, I hope they make their money. Mm-hmm. I, I also hope that, uh, you know, uh, the world economies keep investing in green energy because uh, crypto is not good for that. But right. neither is anything that we're doing. So, yep. Um, anyway, let's get on to something happier. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Uh, so Audacity made the news a couple of weeks ago when they announced that they were going to start introducing telemetry into their, uh, their free audio editor. Uh, for those that don't know, Audacity is one of the most widely used free audio editors. Um, super powerful. Super powerful. Super awesome. Um, I use it here on the studio constantly for things. Um, but, uh, they, now this is a double-edged story because they said they were going to introduce telemetry which in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing microsoft made telemetry a bad word because of what windows collects um so telemetry can in theory be nothing more than your computer reporting to uh the company what you were doing both during and before a crash occurred um so what 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 actions on inside your program that you took led to the crash occurring um unfortunately they decided to go with google as far as the telemetry handler and google and microsoft both collect well what other applications are you running on your pc and what websites have you visited lately and that kind of thing uh so people were obviously a little turned off by the fact that they were letting google telemetry run inside of a free open source application that a lot of people use for actual professional workflow yeah so yeah (laughs) crazy well it's a good thing they dropped it i think it's a good call Mm -hmm. um you know just because of how widely used audacity is because it's open source because of the you mm-hmm. know the way that some people are using it I, I think that's i think that's the wise decision you know if people yes um so it doesn't even sound like it'll ship with telemetry am i getting that right correct or? yeah the decision has been made that telemetry won't be included in audacity after all the telemetry 
telemetry feature won't be implemented after all. Yeah. Uh, so it was a 180 reversal. Yeah, good. No, I think that's great. I mean, it sounds like Sorry, there's- 100% reversal or a complete 180. <laughs> I, I wanted to say both of those and I ended up <laughs> saying both of those. I think that's great. It sounds like there's still gonna be the option to send error reports the way it was. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I sympathize with the team because I love Audacity and I want them to continue making it more powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, Audacity is one of those things. It is 100% free, and I have used it in professional commercial studio totally. projects where I might be working in Pro Tools or something like that. But Pro Tools can't do something as fast and easy as I need, so I poured a sound sample over into Audacity, and I cut it, and I, and I do all these things before bringing it back into Pro Tools. Right. And it's like people always laugh when i said that but now it's it, it's like common practice you know mm -hmm. i use uh, yeah skull he's used it for 20 years i used audacity in like 2004 to re record my band's freaking you know demo back in the day right and, you know oh man yeah that's about when i started using it as well and and in fact i still use it today for most of my primary audio recording and voiceover work oh 100 so why would you use anything else it right. is so powerful and and i pay for audition and I still use Audacity. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I use it for every single one of my podcasts. And, yeah. And um, there's just so much, like, once you learn the little tricks and stuff like that, it's, it, some of it can't be beat, you know? Right. And I've got, I've got professional level DAWs and stuff, and I still use Audacity for some of these things. So, yep. no, I, I think it's a good move to, 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 back down and again reverse course from uh yeah. from doing google-based telemetry because of the number of people that do rely on this like i said for professional applications yeah. it's not just some this isn't text typing or, or uh, tux teaches typing or tux cart or something right, like that right, this yeah. is legitimately a professional tool even though it's open source so yeah yeah uh anyway that's that cool good for them all right, uh, which brings us into today's sponsor. Uh, so we're going to get into today's sponsor right before our uh, main story for today. Uh, today's episode of Talking Heads is brought to you by Linode because, well, a large chunk of my audience watches just for the home lab content, but not everyone has the funds to get started or wants to dedicate an entire room of their house just for a full server rack or section off a part of their garage. You also have to deal with the power and cooling requirements, hardware upgrades and replacements, and the noise that comes with hosting your own data center. Rather than hosting a personal cloud yourself, let Linode host it for you. If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes many of the software tutorials I've posted on this channel, like how to run your own ad-blocking recursive DNS server, or set up a personal VPN and browse the web securely from anywhere. Linode makes it simple to deploy and manage your own cloud services, with solutions ranging from a single shared CPU to massive multi-core virtual machines. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Install your favorite server apps and services from scratch or start with one of the many pre-configured one-click installs from the Linode app marketplace. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup of your systems off-site. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing to get a $100 60-day credit when signing up for a new account and get your home lab started today or host your business services on it. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing. And again, thank you so much to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Wow, that was practiced. 
Hey, and cheers to you all for following that link. That's right. Helping us keep the lights on around here. Because after 184 weeks of bringing this delightful live tech news show to you for free, we finally get a little help. That's right. We appreciate you all. Appreciate you. We appreciate Linode. Linode has been a... Now, th- this is not a sponsored segment. Linode has been a fantastic partner of the channel, I, I will say. Um, the uh, amount of support I've gotten from them, the uh, their, they, their willingness to continue sponsoring the channel. Uh, also, uh, on the down low, when my office flooded, they said, uh, hey, do you have any servers that you need to run right now? Uh, we'll hook you up with some credit and we'll get you running like right away. Like, like if you have some data you need to sling our way to get back on an operational, we'll do that for you. And so outside of just like the monetary sponsorship, they have been an incredible supporter of the channel and they really do have solid services available for a pretty good price. So go check them out. They have been uh, awesome to work with and I hope they are awesome for you to work with as well. All right, careful. Like they ain't paying you for that stuff. Yeah, they're not paying me for that. So. They paid me when their logo was on the screen. That's that's where the monetary uh, thing stopped. But, but no, I, I'm really serious. I, I Any advertiser you see on this channel, I 100% stand behind. And I'm very picky about advertisers that I choose. Yeah. So. You all should hear the, the, the discourse behind the scenes whenever people uh, approach Jeff for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, monetary uh, paid spots and things like that. He's always agonizing over whether or not they... Uh, uh, hold up to his standards and things like that. So, Would they be a good fit for my audience? Do they hold up to my standards? Has anyone ever had a bad situation with this company? Has, you know, yada, 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 that kind of thing. Like, that's a standard thing that I go through with any advertiser that approaches me. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's how good they are. They're not even paying them yeah. anymore. All right. But. That does bring us to our main story for the night. That does. Um, Before we get into this one, uh, the content of this one is not necessarily family friendly. Uh, It's, we're we're gonna do our best to to discuss this one, Um, but it is, it's not a fun topic to discuss. Uh, It's, um, might be a little uncomfortable for some people, et cetera, Uh, but, I think it would be disingenuous of us as talking heads bringing you the latest in beer and tech news not to discuss this story. Uh, so with that disclaimer out of the way, let's get into a little bit of a somber story and one that I'm not all that happy to be reading. Uh Uh, I'll just read the title. A tidal wave of sexual harassment allegations and toxicity in craft beer industries has led to terminations. Uh, And by the way, this is like three days after the initial reports came out that literally thousands of comments had been posted uh, to an Instagram account, uh, uh, an individual by the name of Brianne Allen, who was the, or is the, production manager at uh, Not Not Brewing under her Instagram rat magnet. Uh, She posted very innocently, uh, hey, has anyone ever had issues of harassment or sexual harassment or intimidation or things like that in the workplace? Sound off here. 
and she has been reposting those conversations by the thousands. Um, and it is widespread, wide-reaching. Uh, there are dozens of different breweries named, both small and large. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, let's see. I'm just going to read off a couple of them here. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the employees of Tired Hands Brewing uh, said uh, that employee has not been working with the company since March. Uh, Connecticut Valley Brewing confirmed on Instagram that it terminated its director of sales, Jeff Nelson, who was named in several stories for sending unsolicited sexually suggestive photos to women. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, on and on and on it goes. Um, and then one of the biggest breweries that was named in this, and of course Firefox is going to freeze yeah. on me. <laughs> I like that. Um, that was good timing, Firefox. Yeah, great, great timing, Firefox. Oh, and it, yeah, completely crashed. Uh, restore previous session? No. Oh. Oh. Wow. You know, the, the real bummer thing about this, and it looks like um, Modern Times Brewing was kind of one of the ones that, that um, was kind of the focus of a lot of it, right? Am I jumping the gun on this? You're you're not jumping the gun. Uh, it was one of the largest breweries that was implicated in in yeah. all of this. Um, and uh, today, the CEO the CEO of Modern Times, uh, forgive me, I don't have his name up because Firefox is uh, deciding to not cooperate. Um, but uh, the CEO know. CEO announced he is stepping down effective uh, very, very quickly. Essentially, they're trying to find... If he hasn't stepped down yet, they're finding a replacement as we, we speak. Um, there we go. Yeah, uh, got it. Uh, Jacob, Jacob McKean. McKean uh, resigns from CEO role amid allegations of toxic work environment. Um, so the allegations toward modern times were... Uh, belittlement and sexism, essentially, and also the fact that HR had ignored hundreds of claims from employees within the workplace. Um, so you would submit a report about uh, a manager being inappropriate or making sexist comments or being passed over for promotions or whatever else, and HR's response in general was, eh. Yeah, well, I mean, that is... Uh, you know, first and foremost, HR is not anybody's friend. They're not your friend. Right. And they're, they're there not, to protect the company. They are there to protect the company. Uh, you know, yeah. It, and it's irritating mm -hmm. is all heck that we've been conditioned to think that HR is there to like, um, lubricate or, or, <clears throat> or ease the interaction between management and workers or nope. And they're, they're not there. They are there to manage their human resources. I yep. mean, that is right there in the name and as sad and irritating as it all is, like anybody who's listening that doesn't yet know that, like take to heart, like um, th these people are all about limiting liability to their bosses and to the companies that they work for. Yeah. And... Um, I'm 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 upset for a lot of these people that came forward with complaints. Um you know, it's kind of frustrating that in order for it to gain any traction it has to go to just some anonymous like Instagram post, you know? Like yeah. We should be able to go to the people that are paid to 
you know, hear us out and do these types of things. But yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. And uh, like I said, there were dozens of different breweries, different companies uh, that were mentioned in these uh, would have become uh She's been posting them to Instagram stories. Yeah. And I believe she has 10 chapters out right now with well over a thousand conversations uh, from uh, industry workers, uh, people in the craft brewing industry uh, that were either from everything from misogynistic comments at the yeah. workplace to talk to toxic workplace environments to straight up sexual assault uh, in, in some circumstances. Um but uh really really disgusting yeah disheartening yeah yeah i i i don't have all the right adjectives to to put on this yeah uh reading this story that that literally just hit like on sunday like from from a pretty innocuous instagram post of like hey who out there has had issues in the craft beer industry sound off and everyone sounded off. I mean, this is a problem not, you know, not just with beer. And I don't want to, I do not want to excuse mm -hmm. anybody's behavior mm -hmm. or take the light off of the story. But th this is an issue in every industry. This is an issue in every with office. Women in the workplace and in general. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. and I saw some, oh man, it just. And do know. not misconstrue. I did not say it's an issue with women in the workplace. It's an issue for, for women, women in the workplace. Sorry. I, I want to make sure my, my statement I mean, is crystal clear it, there. It's an issue for a lot of people, but it primarily impacts women. Yes. And uh, and the thing is, is that, you know, it's probably happening in your workplace too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we all as workers, I mean, I assume most of us are just working shills. You know, I don't think most, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's some, a lot of bosses or whatever that yeah. are watching the show. And, and if so, like, you know do better do the best yeah. you can i'm not saying that you're the problem but like we all have a responsibility to uh create a world and facilitate a workplace where like this type of behavior just doesn't thrive and mm -hmm. doesn't perpetuate itself yeah um you know it was a long arduous process for me to get to the place where i could say anything anytime somebody was making somebody uncomfortable mm -hmm. um but here we are and um you know i'm much better at it now and i'm mm -hmm. not perfect and uh and i i think it's a place where a lot of people especially dudes dudes like me could try to 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 get to and unfortunately the thing about the beer industry is you know look at the beer industry in general i'm not saying that women don't work in it but i'm saying it's a pretty male dominated industry right there, there are a number of industries that are male dominated we see this yeah. in the tech sector we see this yeah. in uh in somebody said the gaming industry gaming industry the the beer industry there there there's a lot of male dominated industries that i'm sure if people are watching you're just waiting for that that domino to fall yeah for that particular industry yeah. because in general the rule of thumb has been if it's a male dominated industry i guarantee you this is happening yeah well, then the, the thing with beer, if you think about it, and the you know, uh, I don't know, maybe it's getting too in the weeds too, but you know, it's a male dominated industry that caters towards males. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I know plenty of women that love a good beer. Oh, yeah. 
I, you know, half the people, uh, half the reps that came to like Capital Tap Room, um, when when John was running that place, mm -hmm. were women, mm -hmm. and they knew their beer. Yeah, but there's not that much marketing towards women in the beer industry. Right. You look at uh, the labels on these things, and you know most of them. I don't know. I mean, I guess ducking autocorrect is kind of been, <laughs> kind of middling, but my wife would get behind that one. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some that are just so like male focused and male forward, and and yeah. it's like a little wonder that this type of stuff happens, and a little wonder that people don't speak out about it until right. they can do so privately. I mean, yeah, come on. And uh, Jotsky Fi, sorry if I said that wrong. He says, "Who said you have to be in the workplace?" A hundred percent. Yes, uh, we got a responsibility not just in the workplace, but you know, I, I do I do think that there's something a little extra about going to the place where you have to earn a living because, um, because you have to be there because we have to earn a living. And I'm not yeah. saying you know the coffee shop or the bookstore or the park or any different. They're they're really not. But mm -hmm. there's something a little bit more poisonous about the workplace because there's so many more power dynamics and social dynamics at play. Yeah. The, the way you define toxic workplaces when someone has power over someone else and yeah. it's making it an uncomfortable situation for those without the power. Yeah. And and that's a frustrating thing. It's it's a if you join my Discord, by the way, you can join by following the links down in the description. I I, I don't mean to advertise during this. I really don't. Um I, I'm the point is my Discord really has one rule, and that rule is don't be a dick. Yeah. That is rule number one. And if you don't understand what rule number one means, you're not going to fit in with the Discord anyway. Uh, we have... We've only banned a couple of people, and it's because they didn't understand what don't be a dick means. <laughs> it, it means don't be rule. a dick. <laughs> like, like, how hard is that as a concept? But apparently there's some people who literally have no philosophical understanding of what that phrase means. Yeah. Of... I live my life and you live yours and don't piss off the other person. Don't, don't put the other person into a position of belittlement. Don't, yeah. you know, don't, don't, don't be a dick. I mean, the thing is, come, you would think come, that would be universal. Come, come to the discord, but you know what? Like it, it, it does help. And it goes a long way for me personally. Mm -hmm. I tend to get wrapped in a lot of things. I try to assume that people have the best of intentions when they're, when they're talking on, on, on issues mm -hmm. and when they're talking on the discord. And I try to leave my ego at the door too. Mm -hmm. You know, those are two things. I try to assume that somebody that's talking to, they know what they're talking about and they care what they're talking about and they don't mean to offend me. And I also leave my ego at the door because I got a big ego. You know, I come on the show and I I talk to y'all like- I'm, I'm pushing a quarter million subs. Like I, I got an ego. I got here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, kind of checking those two things, it goes a long way. And I, I, I for me, that's, that's the check in the don't be a dick. Mm -hmm. For you, it might be a little something different, but you mm -hmm. might analyze that a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's tough and it's frustrating for everybody. And, um, uh, well, some more so than others, obviously, but, uh, I'm really disheartened to read this because like, yeah, you know, we're obviously very involved in, in the craft beer scene and, and, uh, appreciate it all, but. You know, we don't appreciate the fact that there's an environment in which some employees can thrive and others cannot. Right. And that's just that's just Yeah, I've I've always just crap. I, I've always felt that that's always a crap situation and, and, and I've always been shocked to hear stories, regardless of industry, regardless of position, that 
that someone was passed over in favor of of someone oh, yeah. based on gender, based on race, based and I, I I've seen it and I, I I've not experienced it. I, I I I recognize my privilege as a six foot five white male with blonde hair and blue eyes. Like I totally recognize my my position of of privilege and entitlement. Um, but I've seen it. I've, I've had friends experience it. I've had friends experience discrimination and sexism and, and whatnot in the workplace. Bigotry. Bigotry. And, and it disgusts me. It literally disgusts me. Uh, and yeah. 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 Th- this, this was such a difficult week of reading these type of articles coming out about an industry that you thought was inclusive was now marketing aside the the people that i've met inside the industry have all been wonderful uh inside the craft beer industry in particular um i i know a lot of the the pr reps for for the oregon area for a lot of the oregon breweries i know a lot of uh of distributors i know a lot of personal bartenders and and bar owners um, a good number of whom are women and, and most of the ones in, in the local area that I go to for advice or, or whatnot, they're women yeah. <laughs> first off and foremost. Yeah. Um, and, uh, to, to be reading these articles about that industry, about this happening yeah. still in, in an industry, it's disgusting. <clears throat> yeah. And at the risk of beating a dead horse here, uh, we got mm-hmm. a, a commenter who's saying, I'm just saying everyone talks about this stuff when women are the victim, but next to never when men are the victim. And this is the truth. And oftentimes, like, men go victimized far more often under the radar. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for us to all get to a place where, like, we can just talk about the issue and sex and gender or whatever not be part of the problem. But yeah. the other part of the problem is that, unfortunately like there is one gender that makes up a far larger portion than is appropriate. And it's the same thing when you're looking at other um, social justice issues. I, I, I will say bigotry in general belongs nowhere. Oh, 100%. Let, like that that's the basis of why I use don't be a dick as the rule. Yeah. Is bigotry belongs nowhere. Uh, and... For people not to understand that means you and I aren't going to get along. You're not going to, you you don't belong in my discord. You don't belong in my circle of friends. You don't belong in my associates. You, you I, I will not associate with you if you are bigoted, misogynistic, sexist, racist, etc. I will not tolerate it. Yeah. But that being said, those people exist. Those people exist in the workplace and... More often than not, it's a position of power over the people that are that are being affected by this. Yeah. And more often than not, it's <coughs> it's women, people of color, minorities, yeah, etc. And that's one hundred percent that are being degraded that that are that are suffering this that are being discriminated and so, against. And are... so, what I will say is, you're right. When it happens to a man, it's not as big of a deal. But and that's a problem as well. And I'm not saying it's not a problem, but don't play victim here. Yeah. Don't don't come on this show and play victim because well, I got passed over for a promotion one time and and okay. 
Okay, cool. But chances are that like you were probably offered more promotions. The truth is, I, I firmly believe that if we can solve the problems um, with an equitable lens and we can solve these issues that are systemic and, and, and really deeply rooted mm-hmm. in bigotry and sexism, racism, and things like that, like it's going to benefit everybody and not just, oh, no, it, you know, men can't talk about being victimized. Like men should and can talk about that. Yeah. And I hope that more men can. And that, but that's another cultural issue in and of itself. Yes. And I, and I men think can that, be victims too, and that's totally fine. But that's not the issue we're talking about here. Yeah. And I think if we fi- if we can really fix, uh, uh, you know, the issue that we're talking about, that it's it's going to benefit everybody. Right. Um. So anyway, there we go. There's our there's our uh, our, our weekly equity discussion for y'all. Yeah. Don't be dicks. Don't be dick. If, if we could just live by, don't be a dick, how much better would the world be? <laughs> um, gosh, there was a... Uh, there was an analogy that someone posted last week sometime somewhere. I think it was on Twitter. Um, talking about the gas shortage <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the Northeast, in the, on the East Coast. Um, there are two types of people in this world. There's the type of person who shows up at the party and grabs one slice of pizza because there might not be enough to go around when everyone shows up. There's the other person that shows up and grabs four slices of pizza because there might not be enough to go around when everyone shows up. Which yeah. one are you? <laughs> you know who caused gas shortage, by the way? One of those people is a dick. 100%. You know, you know who caused the gas shortage? Hmm. Elon Musk, wasn't it him? Oh God! Do no, I have this all wrong. No, he definitely said something about gas shortage. No, one of the pipelines was crypto locked. Oh, son of a gun! Yeah, didn't. No, he was the Bitcoin crash. All right. Anyway, well, I can't take that. Back. He was only half the villain this week. Is there any way that we can get the producer in the office to beat this all out? And I, I don't have a dump button. I'm sorry. What am I? I guess I'm thinking of the crypto crash, but I thought there was something about. Anyway, yeah, the the ransomware hack, which they ended up yeah. paying, and they weren't supposed to pay or something. Something I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Those poor. Did you read the the hackers actually came out with a statement? They were like, "Well, we didn't mean to like cause like such like social disruption. We just wanted money." <laughs> <laughs> Look, we wanted money, but we didn't realize it was going to cause a oh well, what's funny, socioeconomic disaster? Like right? all the people capable of that, you know, they probably think that way too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, good lord, I wish I could take back what I just said, but we That's can't. Okay. So let's go. That's forward. okay. All right. Uh, let's see. KFC is launching Ooh. a new craft beer burger and new beer marinated tenders in Australia. Why does the land down under get everything good? Seriously. I want this in my belly now. Looks delicious. Like, good Lord, that looks amazing. Oh. Uh. Yeah, y'all see that picture? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The only solace we can take, Jeff, is that it definitely won't look like that by the time it launches. <laughs> no, it won't. But that's a darn good looking burger. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
bacon barbecue sauce, little, you know, giant pieces of chicken. You got some, looks like mayo and lettuce down there. That's a good looking burger. That's a good looking well burger. Well done, Australia. Yeah. You did it once again. Now I'm waiting for the the Australian double down where they start doing the chicken as the buns. And yeah. Remember when they used to do that? Uh, I think it's still around. Yeah, I don't know. I was at KFC the other day. They didn't have it. They didn't have it? KFC double down. Is back? The wait is over. The KFC double down is back as of February 2021. Um, you do not want to know the caloric intake of this. Yeah, but it's less than if it just was had bread. It's true. It's true. Like, we're like, this is so revolutionary. It's like, it's just a double chicken sandwich without bread. So it's probably healthier. Yeah. Uh, double down by the numbers. Unhealthiest sandwich ever? No, because it's not, it's not refined starches. Like, yeah. like most of the burgers that you buy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. And uh, last story for the day. We're actually kind of moving through these. Uh, Should have talked about Morrowind more. Should have. This one, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Um, yeah, this is stupid. No, I'll say it. This is really stupid. Thank you. Anybody jumping on the NFT train is stupid. If you're selling NFTs, you're stupid. Um, yes. I don't care. Like, no. Here's if anyone thing. wants to buy any of my tweets, just DM me. I'll 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 make you an I'll I'll make you an offer, or make me an offer if if you see them. So, uh, this is a this is stupid. So it's a, it's a it's an attempt, and I wonder how much Dan Harmon himself is a part of the decision making or if it's just like a studio decision because yeah it has the footprint of like a stupid money grab by bean counters and y'all been watching me on the show oh for it does 184 it does. episodes i've not been here every week but it's, it's it's like this is what accountants do yeah they think about the way to make money they're like hey this thing after nfts is making a comeback and not only are they so freaking stupid they don't even know that the market for nfts is like down right now yeah but they're like, we should capitalize on this. Okay, the moment to capitalize on it was like a month and a half ago, you <laughs> right. freaking idiots. So, so a month and a half ago, um, I literally typed into Google, WTF is NFT. <laughs> um, because it's like, who is buying yeah. what and for what purpose and what do they get and what do they gain? And the best yeah. that I can summarize it is you are buying not even the digital rights but you were literally buying the original post for prosperity or for well, posterity's the, purpose that's the problem and the way that most of it is set up is that you buy it through some third-party arbitrator that is actually just selling you like the url right which is like anyway there's so much research already done on this that like shows just how broken the system already is like it's exploitative for one right and um i don't know this was a thing like i don't know where i was going with this it's just it's just yeah so for those who don't know this is how we stop scalpers okay well like let's get there in two years so for those who don't know uh nft stands for non-fungible token uh which is essentially means they can verify its authenticity as one uh when you trade 
Bitcoin. You are trading one Bitcoin for another Bitcoin or Bitcoin for a swapped currency. Um, that is a fungible token. That means the original Bitcoin really doesn't matter as far as the object or the ownership. What matters is the monetary asset that changes hands. In a non-fungible token, it is a trackable, original, unique identifier. And so if you own an NFT, if you own one of Marquise Brownlee's tweets about, you know, how the new Mac Pro is going to be amazing, uh, then you are, you can be verified as the only owner of that particular tweet slash URL. However, that doesn't mean you get a transfer of ownership of copyright and trademark along with that. You just own it, which means you don't really, which means I have no idea why people are spending money on this. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. You know, <laughs> Help some me people, if I'm wrong. Some people saying, let's Help talk about, me if I'm wrong. Some people saying, let's talk about wine. Let's talk about art collectible cards. Um, the thing is, I can is talk about wine. Those... I can talk about art. I can talk about collectible cars. I can definitely talk about collectible cars. And in the case of collectible cars, serial number matching, one of one, yeah, totally. That makes sense. He means collectible cards, though, but not that your point isn't any more valid. Or cards. Cars, <laughs> cards, I don't care. The thing is, is that, like, none of these things are being auctioned off for, like, however much money. Okay, and if you're if you're spending as much wine as you're spending on any of the NFTs that I've seen personally, like, you're an idiot. Yes. Because all of the research shows that the best tasting wine doesn't cost that much money. Yeah. And I can go down, I can contact a hundred artists I know on Twitter, and I can commission a work of original artwork, mm -hmm. have it shipped to me, and I can hang it in my house where nobody will ever see it, except for the people I want to. Uh-huh. For a fraction of the cost of any of the right. NFTs that I've seen. Right. Um, you want to talk about collectible cards? I played Magic the Gathering for 20 years. Okay, I know collectible cards. And I haven't spent... A, I haven't spent a fraction of what an NFT costs on any card. Yep. Yep. And you know what? Magic the Gathering is actually fun. <laughs> what? And not bad for the freaking world at large. What? C collecting tweets is not a trading card game? Maybe to some asshole. I, I don't know. It must be. Um, so, I, I think I can still do this, although it's going to look really weird. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about how we couldn't rant today. <laughs> I, I didn't update the rant alert. <laughs> that, that's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, but uh, yeah, I yeah. Here, oh, this, and and what's frustrating about it is people saying, "Look, I understand that there is some sort of potential for mitigating the scalper problem, both with tickets, both with graphics cards." Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe we should get to that point before we start selling tweets. Maybe we should just go after Ticketmaster, which is the biggest scalper of all. For sure. Maybe. Convenience fee to print my ticket, $5. Oh, yeah, it's a convenience fee to send me a 
PDF. Yeah. You know what it also fix it? Legislation. Like laws. Yeah. And oh good lord. The whole thing is frustrating, A, because, you know, and I don't know, man, this is again, this is the problem with me not like fully understanding like crypto and blockchain and all these things. Mm -hmm. Like I understand and I can I can sort of see how it's going to have its place in the future. And so many people in the chat seem to agree. But like we're not there yet. And, and as it stands, like at least everything I've read even just shows that it that its carbon footprint is just absurd. Yeah. And uh, and I'm not saying like, you know, and somebody's going to they're going to be, well, banking industry actually contributes more carbon and blah, 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 blah. OK, that's fine. But like the banking industry is regulated. Yeah. So and the banking industry isn't going anywhere. And for the people that think that crypto and blockchain is going to just eradicate the banking industry overnight, like get out of here. Yeah. Like, oh, Anyway, all this to say, like, I hope that NFTs solve a lot of the problems that they're saying they're going to, because clearly they aren't going anywhere. And clearly you've got a ton of assholes who are going to capitalize on it like Fox. Yeah. Which brings us to our story. So getting into the story of what is actually going on with NFTs. Uh, so Dan Harmon of Rick and Morty fame. Uh, and community. And community. And like, he's done some other things, but let's just say. Yeah. Rick and Morty is is his, you know, is what made him Dan Harmon. Uh, Oof, the name is telling. Yeah. Um, so Dan Harmon is making the first blockchain animated series as Fox Studios or Fox Entertainment embraces crypto. Uh, and by that, I mean Fox is launching a 100% NFT curated uh animated comedy called Crapopolis set in mythic ancient Greece that will break new technological ground. Uh, meaning that pretty much anything within the show that can be an asset on the internet. So animated GIFs or jokes or, or screenshots or whatever else they can attribute back via NFT. And it is all fully curated and for sale from Fox. Yeah, there's what you want to do. Here's the thing. Y'all know. Oh, here's the thing. Would you like to buy this animated GIF, even though everyone can share it and download it and use it and you don't get any say about it? You don't get any copyright or trademark? You know, the biggest problem with NFTs is how there was a bunch of frauds just going and minting NFTs of other people's work. Mm -hmm. That's bull crap. That's stupid. And if you bought an NFT from somebody who didn't actually own the original work, you're bull crap. Yep. This is bull crap. Blockchain Creative Labs? Blockchain, this yeah. An, a new organization under the Fox umbrella called Blockchain Creative Labs is going to be curating the NFTs for sale from the show Crapopolis. It's in the name. Crapopolis. Fox or Disney? It's Fox, which is a subsidiary of the Disney company. Here's the thing. Disney needs to be broken up. I'm going to tell you this right now. I, you know what? I'm going to out myself as a Disney hater. I love, you know, I enjoy Disney. I watched mm -hmm. Moana this morning. <laughs> what are you going to do to me? 
guess what? I can enjoy Disney's things, but the truth of the matter is that they need to be like five separate companies right now. Well, they used to be, and then they bought everyone. Yeah, exactly. But even beyond that, Disney... Because there was Fox, there was the Lucasfilm, there was like... Just think of right. who they bought in the last five years, and those need to still be five separate companies. Right. Rhett's definitely drunk. Son, spell my name right, then we'll talk. Don't make, don't make the hand signals. It just proves his point. Okay. <laughs> um, it's literally on screen right now. Like, uh, too late. It shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> um, anyway, this is just obscene. And you know what? Maybe I'll be watching Kripopolis in a couple years. And Kripopolis? Now who's making hand signals? Kripopolis. Kripopolis, not Kripopolis. Kripopolis. Crapopolis. Anyway, maybe I'll be watching Crapopolis in a couple years and I'll eat my words. Maybe. But you know the benefit of being not an early adopter like I am about thinking that. Except for Android. <laughs> yeah, except for Android. Thinking that widescreen is a gimmick, it means that I'm safe. It's how many technologies come out and just disappear. And I look like a genius. Um. I don't know. Dan Harmon, though, he's a pretty good writer, so maybe Crapopolis sticks around. Maybe not, though. Hmm? This is an interesting one. What do you got? Uh, Cosmic Eye Brewing from Lincoln, Nebraska. Hmm. Famous golfer, sour ale with black tea. Damn, that sounds good. I'll grab myself something, too. I can, I can pour you a little bit of this. No. It's 5%. No. Oh, okay. Got my soleil. Gotcha. Gotcha. ASMR, Rhett. You can have it as much as you want. Go listen to my podcasts. Um, well, the chat is the in tea. the way. The chat is in the way on YouTube? Who's saying that? Why? What? I don't know. Adam, come on now. You know, they bought Marvel. Yeah, I know they bought Marvel. That happened a while ago. They but bought... beyond that, like even like Disney yeah. Studios is out there like making the Little Mermaid and stuff. It should be a separate company from like say I don't know Disney theme parks. Which by the way, they also own ABC, ESPN. Yeah. Oh, it just needs to be broken up. Yeah. Nobody should have this much money. It smells <sighs> like tea. That's not bad. Hmm. This is this is pretty good too. Look how clear this is. Yeah, this this would be even more clear if I had it in glass. Yeah, I bet. Just bubbly water. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, up so that's how up I next on craft computing after dark. <laughs> oh, well, welcome everybody. Let's listen to my bubbling water. I'm gonna play you a little Kenny G tonight. <laughs> So, NFTs, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll eat our words in episode 284. We can come back and just be like, yeah, all right, we were wrong. Just like Steven Seagal's Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin B2G. Bitcoin. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yep, I'm totally eating my words. Oh, wait, no, he was indicted on embezzlement charges or something like that 
Plus, he's <sighs> Steven Seagal. So, what are you gonna yeah. do? I mean, yeah. What are we, fire fire down below? Come on. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Both sour and tea. Yeah, sour and black tea. That is really solid. Um, mine sort of tastes like um, if a lime farted into my water. Describing a lime to a blind person? <laughs> I, lo I love all the LaCroix yeah. fake flavors. Yeah. Uh, hint of hint of strawberry. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Dream of limes. Dream of limes, yeah. Past a Kiwi truck on the highway. Yeah. Rev. Red is a responsible host. At least a responsible host that isn't crashing on the couch tonight. That's true. Although the couch is available. It is available. Yeah. It's just that um yeah, I have to work tomorrow morning, but yeah, also uh my yeah, my tolerance is just gone anymore. I gotta whoops, sorry guys. I just gotta bring it down. I start strong and uh, tone it down because otherwise it's just too much. Transported in a truck near bananas. Hint of hint of lime. Single skittle dissolved in water. Shy watermelon. Imagine like a strawberry, but with low battery. <laughs> mm. You know what skittles taste like dissolved in water? I do. Any good? I've had it. <laughs> S strangely not bad <laughs> that was totally worth it for the joke too <laughs> right after party featuring red totally sober having a great time it's yeah. red red after dark <laughs> yeah it's just me like talking about like socially responsible like politics I'm gonna take and an stuff. ambien with some warm milk <laughs> half an ambien <laughs> Half an ambient. Right. Cut it with a butter knife, so I don't have a pill cutter. <laughs> oh, mine are just scored. You can. Oh, there you, that's smart. Yep. Adam, I would drink more Lacroix if Costco would carry anything other than the variety packs. Well, the thing is, is that the variety pack costs as much as a single twelve pack, and you get like twelve of each flavor. Yeah. Uh, for. <laughs> like literally like did you know it's because 25. they're basically just water <laughs> yeah i actually really like i mean costco is like the place that i buy them because you can go and get 36 for like 3.99 yeah um and it's just the way to go because you go to the grocery store and it's like oh you want like you go to a six pack fred myers dude yeah. yeah fred myers is just crazy man kroger for those who don't know yeah kroger um, and they're like, they call them Fred Myers here, but they're Kroger foods. You got, you get six of them for $5. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, plus the, no, anyway, it's, uh, it gets pretty crazy. I used to just go to, you know, we got Winco over here on the West coast, uh, which is employee owned, mm -hmm. you know, cause the employees got to own the means of production and, uh, they, uh, would have lots of stuff on sale all the time. And so I just get in the habit of like buying what's on sale. Sometimes it's like the Polar's. Sometimes it's the LaCroix, but most of the time you get a 12 pack for like, you know, two ninety nine, something like that. Nice. You get that Winco brand for even less sometimes. I LaCroix, mean, carbonated homeopathy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. People give me crap for drinking them, but the truth is 
that uh, it scratches the same itch as opening like a pop yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And it's just bubbling water. Right. Uh, if I want to be real fancy, I just pour them over ice and I feel like I'm actually like drinking something for real. Right. Like these are a little warm, but because mm-hmm. uh, they've been sitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're, you know, I don't know. They're not bad. It just helps you make like one different decision in your life that isn't like 300 calories. Right. No, I uh, uh, I don't drink a lot of soda. Um, I'll do cranberry juice, 100% cranberry juice. Mm. Um, I like to do that 50-50 with ginger ale sometimes, ginger yeah. beer. Mm. I love ginger um, ale. Beyond that, it's ice water. Like, yeah. like, I might have like a Dr. Pepper every like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, before uh, the and yeah, lock- I drink craft beer. It's all about those twenty three flavors. Yeah, for sure, right? But before the lockdown, I went like five years without drinking any pop. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem is, is that the the idea of being able to go to your fridge and like get a can of something like never goes away. And for like right. a couple years, that was... and all of a sudden you're stuck at home with nothing to do. Right, and 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 like that habit became like a beer habit, which is like mm-hmm. fine to a point, but like you also have to function. Mm-hmm. I can't wake up every morning feeling like garbage. And so like you just find a way. And it's like for me, it was it was the LaCroix. It's like, oh, here's this thing. I can I can have the habit of going yeah. to the fridge, getting a can. I, I can kill this part of my craving and, right. and this part of the, the bad part of my <laughs> my habits. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got them with me all the time. People give me crap for them. But honestly, like if you ain't drinking them. You're behind the times. <laughs> I mean, it just is what it is. I, I carry with me a water bottle everywhere I go. I just forgot it. You all probably seen it on the show. I just yep. forgot it this episode, but uh, I happen to have some of these in my in my uh, car uh, because I keep some in a cooler for when I'm working. So I, I also have the Rainier in there for when I'm done working. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's uh, makes it easy. Y'all should get best on brand of cranberry juice uh ocean spray usually for me if if i'm going like just straight up 100 percent um which is what i prefer i also do the uh costco does a uh a cranberry cocktail which isn't too bad mm-hmm. um it's not 100 percent cranberry juice but it's it's decent and it's not like loaded with sugar yeah it's not 100% juice either. Like, but oh, let's draw that line. But I yeah. do love cranberry juice, mm-hmm. though. And it's so good for you. It is. <sighs> I'm happy I broke myself of the need to drink something sugary. I have about eight ounces of OJ blended with water and some supplements twice a day. Good for you. Nice. It's a hard habit to break, man. One time, I just flat out gave up sugar for a year. And the first week, it was just nonstop. Look, this is TMI. Go ahead and plug your ears right now. Three, two, one. Nonstop diarrhea. (laughs) Nonstop diarrhea. Just because I literally stopped eating sugar. Yep. And uh, it is, I mean. He was doing shows here at the time, too. That was was no (laughs) joke. Yeah, it just, uh, it was one of those things that was really intense. It felt like, you know, I had come down with the flu or like norovirus or something. It was just like, you know, I had body aches. I had headaches. Mm -hmm. I had headaches for like 28 days straight. But like, oh man, the digestive impact was like, it was astounding. It was really illuminating. And uh, obviously I'm back on sugar because like, you know, I live in the United States. It's like impossible. Right. If you want to like have- You go to Subway and buy a sandwich. Like, oh yeah. Like the bread, the meat, the cheese all has like artificial sugar in it. Yeah. 
Um, that, that was like the hardest part. I'd go to the store and it'd be like, I want something easy for dinner. And like, I would look at like the deli soups oh, God. and it was like 14 grams of sugar per cup. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Okay. I'd look at like, oh man, I remember looking at like, uh, prepackaged like hamburger. It like, wasn't like mm-hmm. the, like, you know, it wasn't like the butcher shop types. You know what I mean? Anyway, mm-hmm. the point is. Uh, I looked at the stuff and it, they had added sugar. Yep. I looked at the bacon; it had added brown sugar as yep. like a preservative. I was like, "What yep. on God's green earth?" I mean, you basically like I had to start buying my meat from like a local farmer. I had to buy it from in wrapped in paper for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Some barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the paper was all bloody. Yeah, but that was the only stuff that I could guarantee didn't have sugar in it. Yep. All right. Uh, we got about 10 or 15 minutes left in this show. If anyone has any questions or things you want us to talk about, uh, we'll kind of open it up to you guys. So, yeah. That was a fun show, though. It was fun. It was a good Sorry, show. My wife's texting me. Ah. She's calling out some of the commenters ah. talking about the modern times story. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So yeah, questions, comments. How have you been for the last fifteen months, dude? What's what going wild, on? What's what new a wild with Brett? Ride, man. Like, let's just talk about. How, has this year been hard on anybody else, man? Because like, on one hand, like the world just keeps turning, and I feel like most people in my life haven't missed a beat, right? Like, I feel like, like I come over <laughs> here and I'm just like, oh, Jeff's like he's just been doing his thing. Like not even a thought for like how difficult it must've been for you. I, I show <laughs> right. up to the live show and like everybody's just chiming off about what they're drinking. It's like, no, none of them have missed a beat. Not even a thought about how difficult it must be for everybody. Right. In the chat. Yeah, man. The truth is, is like, you know, I may do for sure, but like there was a few months in there where I just like thought about dying every day, which is like, you know, not that as like a positive alternative <laughs> to what we were doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, even beyond that, just like the, like the, the, the fear of it like happening um i will say last april in the last couple of months of my employment oh god dude yeah <laughs> right? I, I can't even imagine yeah just what a what a wild ride it's all been and yeah. what's crazy is like to come out on the other side and it's like on one hand like a lot of people have like sacrificed a lot and you know but then on the other hand it's like you know so many people that i care about are like fine and i'm just like thank god like that's all that matters Mm -hmm. you know it's like kind of selfish in a way um and it's even it it even extends beyond like you know the 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 sickness and things like that it's it's it's, yeah it's you know just being shut in and locked away from everybody too like that's that's so difficult and uh uh it's just (sighs) I, i i mentioned as a joke when the show started about I had to shower and and put on pants because someone was coming over. That's really a thing I need to think about now. Yeah. Like, I'm not some bastion of cleanliness, but I, or some, some slob that you, you know, gosh, who's the, the Peanuts character? The, the stinky one the stinky one the dusty guy yeah I don't know. i'm not him i'm not pig pen but uh but all of a sudden it's like i need to think about huh it's been a couple of days since i've showered oh yeah dude 
you know, it's fun. I didn't even own floss until I had to start wearing a mask everywhere. I'm like, well, I better start flossing because Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's just coming. Now back I to need me. to smell my breath all the yeah. time. Like, <laughs> duh. And those of you who haven't made the transition to flossing every day, like oh, my my dental hygiene is off the chart over the last year. I'm a I'm gonna miss it when this is all done. Yeah, I'm gonna miss washing my hands when this is all done. Um, yeah, I didn't bother shaving either. And probably some of you watching are like, you know, I think last time I was on the show, I was clean shaven, mm-hmm. and I I, I had plan, been planning on doing that for a while. And then I moved, and I packed away my trimmer and my razors, and I don't know where they are. Yeah. Um. So here I am. I got to do it. So uh, I bounced back and forth for quite a while when I was uh, in the first two or three years of the show of doing clean sides and then growing out a little bit. And since the pandemic, I it's just been like, no, I'm, I'm just growing it. Uh, to the point where it's irritated my wife and she's like, you need to trim. Because uh, I, I, at one point, I think I went like a full six weeks without anything without touch up trimming nothing just yeah it's like it you're done that's the problem (laughs) that's enough it takes me forever to even grow this so like the mask actually kind of helps yeah because if i went clean shaven before mask i mean i it would have to be a time i wasn't working or something because otherwise it's this embarrassing scraggly phase before i get to anything like presentable Mm mm-hmm and most people, they know me, you know, with the beard because it's been like almost 10 years. Um, so shaving it, I was lucky to have the mask to be able to cover up the, that whole awkward phase. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, not a lot. I, I made the joke about a year ago that it, I always wondered what Linus would look like when he turned 28. <laughs> um. <laughs> It kind of irritates me too that he he has a better chop game than I do. Uh, like, what are you gonna do? Like, I I know my my side game is not the best. Like, like I have a wonderful mustache and whatnot, but it won't connect into a full goatee. I'd like to just like rock the goatee, but it won't actually fill in that little spot on my but cheek. See, you got like the Green Arrow thing. I do have the Green Arrow. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's like I don't have a bad look, but I <laughs> I want I wanted it to be something different, and it's not. Yeah, you're telling me, man, I fantasize about having a beard like every mm-hmm. day of high school. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I was like 27 before I accepted the fact that like, this is what I got. And like, you know, y'all pause this and zoom in. And then he turned it, 28 like, and the pandemic hit and he could. <laughs> I wasn't that. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. But I was 29 when it started. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh. Oh, Yo, anybody else turned 30 during the pandemic? Sign off. Uh, that was fun. Maybe. I'm on the I'm on the downhill sides of my 30s. Good for you. So. I envy you. Right? There's a lot of people that don't get that, Jeff. I know. So you gotta enjoy it. I know. I I hope I'm as lucky. Um, but this is this is about as as uh, fortunate as I can count myself, and it's it's woefully pathetic. Like, look at that. This I mean, this is probably six or seven weeks of growth. Yeah. On the side, like, geez. this is more than that. <laughs> Yeah, good for you. Like I said, the the chin does well. It's this little connecting bit right here and the little connecting bit right here. Yeah, nothing. I don't got that either. Yep. Anyway, yeah, I can't grow it, so I started shaving it. But then I didn't like my face, so I came back. Uh, Rev said he turned thirty last year. Oh, nice, Rev. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to the '90s baby, the 1990 babies. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ugh, what? Yeah. Yeah. What? Just. Just. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I yeah. guess. Get out of here. Hey, there's a few of us in the chat. I'm I'm liking that. Yep. I can tell you where my demographics lie. And <laughs> 48, I think. I lost track. <laughs> right? I had to think about it for a while because my dad forgot how old I was. And he goes, uh, he threw out a number and I said, no, it's not that. But what is it? I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> right. Like he goes, you're 38 now. And I went, no. Crap, am I 38? 37? <laughs> Wait, what is it? <laughs> All of a sudden you're doing the backwards math and going, right. Oh, well, okay. See, that happened to me because for years I lied about being older than I was because I was in a field that didn't mm -hmm. um, really respect young people. Yeah. And so I started lying. Like when I was 21, I said I was 25. Was it the craft beer industry? <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, Sorry, bad joke. But I, I would say I was 25 when I was 21 mm -hmm. and I was working with somebody and they're like, hey, isn't it your 30th birthday? But I was only like 26. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, God, I can't believe they know this. And uh, it was really awkward. Yeah, um, there was a there was a great, great moment. Uh, so I, I spent 13 years with my last employer. And uh, at one point I had a birthday and I. Uh, uh one of the one of the ladies working there uh walked in and goes oh i saw it was your birthday on the calendar and said, yeah yeah thank you thank you very much yeah it's, it's been fun and uh she goes so how old are you now you know 39 40 and i said yeah something like that just like <laughs> like ah, ha, ha, ha. and then there was this kind of awkward silence and i went how old do you think i am and she goes 36 i was 24 at the time oh god you know, on one hand, it's it's interesting. Right? It's interesting because I always valued having that, like I guess, like mature. I just kind of went, Aww. right? <laughs> I always valued having that sort of like mature, like presentation. I guess, like that projection of yeah. like maturity and like yeah. age and things like that. But as I do get old, I mean, I'm 30 now, guys. Like, woof. Um, it, it is kind of interesting because I don't really feel like I, I look any different, but God, I was looking at a picture the other day of me at like, I don't know, 22. And I was just like, oh, the years have not been kind, friend. <laughs> 30 hit me like a literal ton of bricks. Um, good God, 30 was not a good year for me. And the years since then have been equally unkind. Oh, well, this year alone, man, like becoming a father and then dealing with pandemic. I was looking at, I was looking at the mirror literally as I pulled up to your house and it's just like, just grays. Uh -huh. Hopefully nobody can see. Well, actually, I don't care. I can't wait till I'm salt and pepper. But mm -hmm. it was a lot more grays. I think like this time last year, I had like one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got yeah. your little patch there. I got a couple of them. I like it, though. It's distinguished. It's distinguished. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for it to go full salt and pepper instead of just being like two patches. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's saying 30 is the new 29. I actually had a couple, <laughs> I had a couple friends uh, that turned 30 this last year as well. And they're they're all saying like, uh, well, actually, it's the first anniversary of my 29th birthday, which yeah. I, I thought was kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> my mom tried that for years until I ended up passing her at age 29. And then it got a little awkward. 
<laughs> I'm 29 again. Really? Because I'm 32. Like, you going to catch up at any point? <laughs> That's when you start saying things like, well, you know, you can talk that way when you're my age. Or, right. You know, right. all the things our parents said to us. Yep. At least we're not as old as Steve. Oh, gosh. You know, though. One foot in the grave. Good Lord. It's on camera that I think he looks significantly younger. He does. He looks and acts, He hides it well. He hides it so well. I thought for sure he was way younger. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. So John and I are within a year of each other. Steve has a decade on us. <laughs> <laughs> or at least very close. Yeah. I mean, he's got more than that on me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I love Sorry, you. Sorry, buddy. Love you, Steve. But, uh, well, uh, I don't see any questions come in on the chat, really. Yeah. A uh, couple of things that were asked, but I didn't see anything that was. Skull says birthdays matter less and less after 25. Is this true? Yes. Hmm. Yes. I don't know. I felt 30 was kind of cool, but. I just spent it at home. Drank a bottle of Trader Joe's wine. Yeah. Uh, watched some Survivor. Y'all seen that show? Survivor? Whew. There's my pandemic vice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never seen it before this year. I'm hooked. Uh, do you go with the current season or do you watch some of the... Oh, I went... So I watched what was on Netflix, which is like season... Like it was like season maybe 27 and like maybe 25. It was... Oh, God. And then... I jumped back to 20 and watched all the way. I'm at season 32 right now. Holy mother of God. Season 31 of Survivor. There's only like 40 right now. Yeah. Season 31 of Survivor ha was and has been the best I've ever watched. It was uh, Survivor season 31, second chances. They uh, voted people in to give them a second chance at winning. It was the most cutthroat gameplay I'd ever seen. My God, it was like... Yeah. Game of Thrones had taken the place of a game of this like reality game. Yeah, they, show. they did that a couple of different times because uh, was it around fifteen? They had an all they had a Survivor All Stars, all -Stars. and uh, and it was a similar kind of dynamic where it's like, holy crap! I think he might actually kill him. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Anyway, I have immunity. I have a shiv. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it was that level of like I'm concerned. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I I wanted to go back further, but like 20 was kind of what we settled on because like it didn't look like garbage on Hulu when we were oh, yeah. watching it. Yeah, know? no. You go back to like the single digits and and you realize that they were filming in like standard definition 480 digital. Like yeah. like it oh, it's not it, it is looks, not aged well. It looks so bad. Jeff still looks amazing. Oh, Taylor's here. Yes, and he's hearing me talking about Survivor. That's the best thing <laughs> ever, dude. So Taylor, I got to say, because Taylor, he's uh, one of my best friends. We do our podcast together, Game Devs Quest. And he would talk about Survivor all the time in high school. And I was like, what is this dog shit show you keep bringing <laughs> up, dude? It looks so... And he would try to give me one. I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. And uh, oh, my God, dude. And uh, finally, I watched it and I texted him and I was like, I owe you an apology, dude, because this is the most riveting thing I've ever watched. Yeah, Morrowind Survivor. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> oh. oh, that just kills me that he just pops in at the exact Because I've never talked about Survivor on freaking uh, Talking Heads before. Here ever. you are waxing poetic about the... <laughs> 
the finer qualities of, of the latter, latter decade of seasons. Taylor, season 31, though. God, that was crazy, right? Well, secrets where you're holding from us. Dude, I honestly, he just needs to like explain it better. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's on you, bro. It's on you. <laughs> Yeah, Taylor says both Rhett and his wife text me regular about it now. That's the truth. I always, like we're watching it. I'm like, look over Bailey. I'm like, who are you texting? She's like, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, y'all want something to watch? It's on Hulu. But the net, the 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 seasons that are on Netflix are actually a really good place to start. That's where I started. I started with the Brains, Brawn, and Beauty season i don't remember which one it is but that one just like the narrative just was able to carry me through yeah and then you get to heroes vs villains which is the second one that's on netflix and uh and that was interesting because it brings in a lot of it's all people that um had have already played before yeah and so you get kind of like the history and the narrative of like survivor because there is like you know the characters that people know and like and anyway that's my pitch for survivor go check it out <laughs> This segment not sponsored by CBS. <laughs> I'll count the votes. Yeah. <laughs> does anyone have to want to? Does anyone have immunity? You can play it now. <laughs> this is a hidden immunity idol. None of the votes played against them will be counted. Right. I'll count the vote. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just love it so much. It's so stupid. Anyway. Oh, good times. Good times. All so, right. That I, it? I think that's been a show. Gosh, all right. Feels weird. Novella Hub tried to bring me to, back to talk about Morrowind, but I'm going to restrain myself. He, he tried to rope you back in. He tried. Maybe, maybe on the drive home you can uh, <laughs> voice chat in. That's an idea. Yeah. Hmm? Anybody want to talk about Morrowind? There you go. <laughs> and the super secret after show? Super secret after party. Yeah, uh, if you want to get access to the Super Secret Chat or the Super Secret After Party, think about joining the Floatplane or Patreon. Links are both down in the video description. You'll get exclusive access to the Discord server where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all of the hosts from Talking Heads, and take part in the awesome community over there. This has been episode 184 here on Talking Heads on Craft Computing every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news or in podcast form on anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Uh, Rhett, anything to plug before we uh, call no, this a show? Nothing, nothing super huge. If y'all want to check out, uh, I was just talking about my buddy Taylor and I. We do a podcast. Uh, we're kind of in a hiatus right now, but we got tons of episodes for your listening pleasure. We're called Game Devs Quest. You can go to GameDevsQuest.com to find more. I also do a weekly Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're currently in the midst of our mm. fifth season. You can go to ChaoticAmateurs.com mm. for that. Or if you're so inclined, you can go to TaintFloss.com because... <laughs> Domains are cheap, baby. <laughs> Do I have to link that in the video description now? Why not? I set it up as a joke. Like Why somebody not? dared me to do it. And I was yeah. like, whatever. It's so easy. So um, They only wanted $1.99 for it. <laughs> I don't know why. Taint Floss, everybody. I can't believe Taint Floss was available. Look, uh, when when Disney starts breaking into that Taint Floss space and they actually want to sell a product, like they're going to have to come crawling to me. And I ain't, I'm holding out. How much for an NFT? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been Talking Heads. Thank you all so much for watching. Make sure to follow me on at uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. Follow Rhett at Rhett is Awesome or at right Game Devs here. Quest. And uh, as always, we will see you next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Pacific time.
Peace. Later.